said I was born on the wild side One foot in the flames and the other trying to walk the line Can't say I never saw it coming, I can see the warning signs Mama always said I was born on the wild side I guess Mama was right when the clock strikes midnight hello and welcome to season three of the let's talk wrestling podcast as always i'm your host kelby bachman and the song you just heard is ride the lightning 717 tapes by warren ziders and it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show brett yankovic brett was one of those guys i could never beat growing up i don't know how many times we wrestled but he always found a way to come out on top Anyway, Brett was a four-time state qualifier for West Delaware and placed fourth as a senior. He went on to wrestle at Wartburg and qualified for the national tournament as a senior. Nowadays, Brett is an assistant coach at Waukee Northwest and a personal trainer at Lifetime Athletic. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Brett Yankovic. It was your wife's birthday. Was it yesterday? It was. On the 26th. 26th, okay. Yeah. Um, what's that like? You know, Christmas and a, and a birthday, right? Dude, she hates it. She really? hates it so much. She, I don't know, sometimes she'll, uh, I guess, maybe try to play it off that she doesn't, it doesn't really bother her, but I, I it definitely does. She doesn't <laughs> love it by any means, but it is what it is. I always feel super bad because my birthday's in July. Yeah. And she always makes a point to, uh, you know, make it special in whatever way. So like on my 30th, she threw a big party for me and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Meg, I don't know what to tell you, but everyone's celebrating Christmas. Like I don't, I would love to have a big get together, but it's tough. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, anyways. What'd you get her? Anything good? Um, do you get a Christmas and a birthday or do you kind of like smash it together into one? I try to keep it separated. The biggest thing for her is she likes to, uh, she likes to open a gift that has birthday wrapping paper or like in a birthday bag versus everything being Christmas that annoys her. I feel like everybody that has a holiday birthday is like that though. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, we got her, the boys and I, we got her like a big like tote bag she wanted for the pool days and um, she wanted some pajamas, new pajamas. We did nothing crazy, nothing yeah. crazy by any means, but <laughs> Oh yeah, cool. Um, what about uh, what do you do now? Like, what are you up to nowadays? So I'm a I'm a personal trainer, full time personal yeah. trainer at Lifetime Athletic. It's a big gym here um, in town, and it uh, that keeps me pretty busy from early mornings. I'm there at five five a.m. until you know I'm usually done midday, and then I either have some errands to run, work out myself, do some wrestling stuff scouting whatever it may be going through practice planning type things um and then i'm off to practice around three but yeah during the days my time is spent at the gym personal training so yeah do you still do crossfit i don't you know no, i don't miss it either that much <laughs> i mean it was good it was fun i think i needed to uh to fill that that void of you know I competed forever. No. So as soon as I was done competing, I'm like, man, I need to do something. So it it was easy to to get into competitions and 
and stuff through CrossFit. And it was fun while it lasted. My body, I tell everybody that asked me about it, my body hurt more in that year, year and a half time than what it did the whole time I wrestled. Yeah. It's just, it's a full-time job. If you want to be good at it, you got to take it serious and like make recovery a, a big point of emphasis and whatnot. Mm-hmm. How'd you even get into that? Uh, my buddy, Derek Deloy, uh, he went to high school with me. Um, started out doing it in Cedar Falls at Kilo, CrossFit Kilo. And um, yeah, I, I just decided to to go go join him in a, a session one day and I liked it. So it was good. It, it's definitely for, uh, I mean, it, it gets gritty at times. So for a wrestler, it's, it's, it was enjoy enjoying for sure. Yeah. Um, how'd you get in at uh walkie Northwest? Cause that's, that's a newer school. Yep. And, uh, so yeah. How, how did that all kind of come about? Well, before the split, I coached at Waukee, original Waukee for, I think it was seven years because it's the third year at Northwest, I believe. So you were there that long, seven years? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I've been involved around the area for, for quite a while now. It doesn't seem like it's been that long, but, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I was at original Waukee. So my, my brother-in-law, Ben Schulte. He was involved in a sense with the walkie program. And when I moved to this area, he let the head coach know, and I didn't even have plans of really being that involved. Honestly, I was just, Hey, I'm available. If someone wants to roll around, I wouldn't mind getting on a mat once in a while. And um, yeah, he hit up the head coach, the head coach talked to me and I, it started with just kind of rolling around and then, I'm like, all right, I, I think I want to actually be involved. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it all worked out. Yeah. So you had no plans to really coach. You were just not really. No, after college, I was like, I helped out with the elite takedown club that Jamie and Jake had kind of created and while we were at Warburg. And um, that was when I was still in Waverly post graduation. And um, when I moved to this area, you know, so I like, I was involved with the club a little bit, but dealing with little rugrats is completely different than high school level. So, mm-hmm. you know, when I got to this area, I, I'm like, I don't, I don't really have that much interest in doing it, but we'll see. Yeah. And it, I fell in love with it. And you, know, you, you get away from the sport for a little bit. I feel like you, uh, you realize how much you miss it and, you know, you get a little bit of a taste and you're like, okay. I, I could definitely be a little more involved as long as time allows and your, your job allows you to it. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Did you end up like towards the end of your wrestling career? You know, I think some people that's when they start to feel a little more burnt out or just ready to move on to the next. Did you feel yeah. type of way like that? Or even when you were done, you're like, I just need to distance myself from the sport. For sure. I mean, I had been doing it forever. Like ever since I could, you know, like run, basically walk, run. Um, I always get asked that question. I don't even know when I, I actually started wrestling, but it was very, very young. And it wasn't that I didn't like it. It wasn't like my dad didn't make me do it or anything like that. It was, it was, you know, I, I enjoyed it. Um, but I was definitely ready to take a little bit of a break. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually had another year of eligibility left because I got hurt. Really? My, 
Yeah, I had surgery on my knee my freshman year in college. And I had a a lunch meeting with the coaches, Keller and Ortner. It was Ortner at the time. Um, and they they kind of tried to talk me into it, but I think they got the hint right away that I'm like, I, I'm just kind of over it. No, I, I didn't really, I mean, I guess I didn't end on the note that I wanted to and, but that's, that's wrestling. So it wasn't all bad taste in my mouth by any means. It was just, I was ready to move on, make some money, get a job. <laughs> so, yeah. And were you completed with your degree by then too? Yeah. Yep. So yeah, add that into the mix. Now you have to, you know, take more classes or get into a master's program right. or whatever. Um, wow. I didn't know you had an extra year of eligibility that, I did. That's, you know, you're one of the interesting ones that didn't, you know, one of the right. few it seems like, you know, um, but I always love to emphasize that, Hey, it's not always a given. You never know. Everyone's different. And just cause you're guaranteed that extra year, you might just might not be, right so you know it's easy for me to say i wasn't the one doing it you know you're yeah the one putting in all the work so i mean i can't even imagine these guys in college right now with the covid year and you know they're red shirting and stuff like that they i mean they're in college for a long time which yeah. nil situations and like maybe they're making some money somehow some way but for my specific situation i was ready to move on so mm -hmm. Well, I'm curious to know how you got into wrestling, you know, um, obviously you were really young. I mean, was it, was it a family thing? Did you, I mean, I've heard stories. People just came home with a flyer in the mail. Yeah. How, how did, how did you even get involved? I mean, I think it, I gained interest naturally because my dad coached, he actually coached at Maquoketa Valley. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I was, attached at his hip I think I was always around and I loved I loved every second of it I loved going to the high school practice and hanging out with the high school guys and everything and um it was always super fun I enjoyed being around the sport and it seemed like I was exposed to it early and often so mm -hmm. um it was something that I felt like I caught on to really quickly as far as just being okay at it and mm -hmm. finding success so yeah, I fell in love with it at a a really young age. Yeah, and did you, so as you grew up, you actually went to West Delaware. Did. Um, did you have to open enroll there, or did you live in that school district and your dad just happened to coach at Maquoketa Valley, or how did that situation all play so, out? So in between my eighth grade and freshman year, I opened enrolled. Yep, so we live in Hopkins, we live in Hopkins, Iowa, my parents still do. So my brother is in the same situation. He he has opened a road and he's been at West Delaware for all three years now. Um, and it wasn't anything against Maquoketa Valley by any means. It was just, you know, I was involved more with programs through West Delaware in Manchester. It seemed like just because there was a little more competitiveness there. Um, you know, I had the right people around me. There's a lot of, you know, like their wrestling club coaches were super involved and they were always traveling to tournaments and everything. Um, so like my specific four years in high school, it just made sense for me to, to go to West Delaware and not only for wrestling, but, um, for other sports as well. Yeah. Football was another one that you played it. And is your brother Brent? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
put that together. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he's making waves in football too. I mean, shoot, I thought they made the playoffs this year or, or close to it. I mean, um, yeah. What other sports did you do growing up? So I did, I wrestled, I played football, played baseball, and I was forced to do track. Um, our football coach called it spring football. We were going to go <laughs> run routes and stuff. Turns out I was running 400 freaking hurdles. It sucked. <laughs> but that's in, the, that's one of the worst races. That's one of the toughest is 400 hurdles. Yeah. Unbelievable. But yeah, anyway. he, I think what they thought was like, oh, he's, he's a wrestler. He has the endurance. We're going to throw him in here, see how he does. <laughs> like, yeah. My brother-in-law's always give me a hard time because they, they came to attract me when we were in high school and I went to the same high school as my wife. So they came to one of our track meets on a weekend. They were like back home for something. And the one race that they ever witnessed, I was like laughing as I'm coming around the corner, hitting, <laughs> hitting the home stretch. And they could just tell I did not want to be there, but yeah. not that I didn't try. It was, it was just not the the most fun thing I've ever done. Mm -hmm. Wow. So you did four. And did you do that throughout your high school career, all four sports? So I transitioned to, well, I told Wink, our head football coach, that I was just a little busy with freestyle wrestling. So I had kind of opted out of track at some point. But, yeah, I was busy with spring, you know, like pitching, catching stuff with baseball in the spring, too, before that season hit. So I was with – I played played football. I wrestled and played baseball all four years. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so you're one of the rare ones that – um, played baseball too um, yep. and kept with it you know a lot of a lot of guys that I've talked to is unfortunately baseball has to go because of summer wrestling right so, like, did you balance freestyle with baseball obviously that must have went okay yeah I mean I I feel like I I did well balancing all of it it was it was tough at times I, I wasn't on the mat as much as I I would have liked men but um, I after I mean I actually qualified for Fargo I think three times but I always ended up playing baseball and so did you not go to Fargo? Fargo no I never went to Fargo oh so you no. qualified but you just oh wow yeah yeah and it like my sophomore year I was like kind of on the verge of maybe playing varsity baseball and then so I, you know I was still trying to do well and you know like be present that whole time it's tough like I don't I always felt like pulling myself in different directions wasn't going to do me any good. So just committing to the sport that was going on while still, you know, I would get mat time into basically it would, it had to be done on weekends, like on a Sunday afternoon or something could go in and roll around with Mitch Payton. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, as far as balance, it was, it was hard, but I also enjoyed baseball and football. So it, it was a little breather from wrestling too, that I think was super beneficial. Not that I would have gotten burnt out by any means, just wrestling a lot more, but I think it definitely helped. Mm -hmm. And your baseball team was good. I mean, I yeah, remember, we were pretty solid. Yeah. Hermson was there obviously. And then uh, Zach McCool, yep. you know, I mean, um, obviously there were a bunch of other guys. It's team sport, but just, I mean, your, your baseball team was good. So yeah. that helps. It makes it more fun. Right. For sure. For sure. Uh, when did you start taking wrestling pretty serious then? Um, I mean, I, I would say probably third, fourth grade is when we started to do the, uh, Ubasa stuff, which was done at Carver. Oh, you went to um, that too? Yeah. Yep. 
me and Nathan Baskey, we, he's my brother-in-law. He, uh, oh, no kidding. He, okay. yeah, he married my older sister. So we, uh, I mean, he was one of my main partners ever since I was a little, all the way up through high school and sometimes even in college too, at the beginning stages there. But, um, we started to go, I think it was called Hawkeye kids wrestling school or something like that. Hawkeye kids wrestling club. So we went to, to Iowa city twice a week and then I started to get pretty serious. You know, when you're, when we were there, there was a lot of really good quality kids there, good partners. And Pablo was very intense. He was, he was younger and very intense. Not that he's not right now, but he, uh, he had some energy. He brought the energy. It was fun. It was good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so, but cool, obviously when Nathan won his state title, you know, was he, was he, like, has he been with your sister a long time? Um, no, they, they got a little more serious. It was right at the beginning of his freshman year of college, I think, or end of his senior year in high school. So if I remember right, I don't know. Um, (laughs) but yeah, it was, it was super cool to see him win a state title for sure. Yeah. What about, uh, back to yourself then, um, you know, when you started seeing gains or seeing success, you know, how old were you? And, and when, um, so after the whole Hawkeye kids wrestling club, we, we started to get Matt Ironside, Mark's older brother. Um, there was some connection there with my dad knew someone that worked with him and he was always looking to help out. And it was about seventh grade when he would commute to hop kitten and we'd work out in this little shed that had a section of mat and found a way to heat the building. And that's when I really saw myself take, take some serious strides and get a lot better. And it, it was uh, probably a little bit of the one-on-one attention, smaller detail type stuff. Um, he was fairly fresh out of college, not like one to two years, but within five to six years, I'd say he had been at Iowa central. Um, and I think he was a national champ there, national finalist a couple times. Um, but yeah, he, Matt Ironside is a boss. He helped me out a ton. That's when I started to really see some success and figure out that I, I probably wanted to do this at the next level. Really? Um, where was the shed at? Was it like, uh, it was just outside of Hopkin. So like on your way to Monticello, mm-hmm. um, Randy Les used to own a racetrack out there, like a go-kart track, Zach Les's dad. And he, Zach Les would also hop in with us. And yeah, he, it was basically Zach, myself and Matt most of the time, sometimes just Matt and I, but you know, we didn't have, it was always kind of cool because he had a connection with Slayton and LeClaire and they were like on their, their, uh, I would say like, I think they came when they were wrestling for their fourth title. LeClaire was anyways I don't know about Slayton yeah Slayton was too I think um but yeah they would come down once in a while and and scrap and not like scrap with us but they would actually practice and go through the same exact thing that we are doing which was super cool yeah wow um well you had success right away actually as a freshman you qualified you know for state um and and in 3a you know yeah because that was when West Delaware was 3a um Gosh, well, did what, did you have expectations? Were you a goal setter? You know, did you break through as a freshman and go, wow, like, 
this is I didn't think that would was going to happen or you know what was that like um yeah I mean I think for the most part I had goals of you know making state making it to state um class 3a was tough dude it was tough but and there's a lot of good guys in that bracket too Uh, if I remember right McDonough was in my bracket and I lost a close one on the front side um I remember getting switched with like no time left to lose but then I lost to a kid on from Johnson on the backside and the Johnson match I felt like I was definitely out outmatched and outskilled so you know as far as expectations getting there was awesome I really would have liked to medal but you know I think for my freshman year it went well I thought I competed well it was a little inconsistent at times I I had some weird losses at times and you know whatever it was from I don't I don't know I think it was just I needed to kind of find myself and what I was good at my style but did you did you cut a lot of weight or was 119 a pretty natural weight? 119 119 was was pretty tough and I think it was just like a middle of the season growth spurt because mm-hmm. getting there initially wasn't terrible um, but towards the end of the year it was it was pretty difficult. So then what about the following year because you stayed at 19. So I went to 125 my sophomore year. Oh really? I must have yeah. That. And 125 was. Out of all of my years of cutting weight, <laughs> that was definitely the worst one. Um, but it was my decision. I I was better off at that weight for sure. And Nathan was he was a better thirty pounder at the time, so um, it just made sense for our team. And we made the state duels that year, and I think we lost to Assumption. Landon cradled me at state duels, and we lost to Assumption at state duels by. I, I think it was – that wasn't, like, the deciding factor by any means, if I remember right. If it was, I'm not going to let him know. <laughs> he might remind me. But, um, yeah, 25 was a cut. It was a cut. I think at one point we saw MFL at Starmont, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. we, uh, I think I bumped up and wrestled maybe even 135. Because okay. I was wrestling 30 for a little bit. and How oh, you wrestled rice? Yeah. And you were bumping up two weights? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, were I you mean, still making, were you still year, making 25? Or like, so, I had not even made 25 yet. It was not until after Christmas, if I remember right. Yeah. So. Wow. And you made, so, I'm just thinking that had to be, yeah, that'd be tough, tough conversations to have, you know, like, yeah. where am I going to go? How do I fit into this lineup? Am I, you know, even big enough for 35? Right. You know, but that was a big, you still made What's it. To, that? You still made it to state, you know, at yeah. with all that going against you. Yeah. I mean, it was, I still competed at a really high level, regardless of the weight cut. Now, Landon, I think Landon Williams, he ended up placing top six, I think, if I remember right. And he and I were pretty big high school rivals. It's funny because really? we're like really good buddies now. And we, we lived together in college and whatnot. And, you know, like we we ended up being really good friends. But we we had some some battles in high school, not only the sophomore year, but also junior year 
Um, but yeah, I wrestled him a couple of times. District finals, I I think I like pecked him in the district really? finals that year. Yeah. And then it was when they they didn't seed it, right? Mm-hmm. So it was it was difficult. My spot at the state bracket, I think I had uh gosh dang it, long. I had long second round. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, I have the bracket here. So yeah, I <laughs> Yeah, you had long. What a tough, tough one. And even on the backside, you had um, Lopita from. Yep. He was. Yeah. And Landon made Lopita. the semis. <laughs> yeah, Landon made the semis. I was like, gosh dang it. <laughs> but it's the way it worked. That's the way it yeah. was. I mean, yeah. there wasn't a way around that you had to had to wrestle tough guys right away. Um, I always joke around with people too. Maybe you can confirm this, but while you're looking at that bracket, I always joke around and say that I was the only person long didn't tech in that bracket that year. Cause I think he teched, was it Miklas in the finals? It was Tanner Weatherman. Tanner Weatherman. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah but he, I, I always say that he, I'm the only one he didn't tech and then I'm like, really? yeah, he, he pinned me. He pinned oh. me though. <laughs> it was like four, four to two going into the second period. I'm feeling pretty good. And I got whipped over and stuck. Bad deal. <laughs> um i was gonna ask you about your you know going into your senior year then you know um but i'll start with your junior year first so you're already made it twice yeah. you know your probably expectations are are increasing you know um and then junior year happened and like what's it feel like or if you can even remember to come up short that many times you know like did you feel down did you you know adversity sits in yeah what was that like uh junior year after not placing junior year that was tough it was really tough I took some time away I did wrestle freestyle still but you know the love for the sport went away a little bit I'd say um and I I mean wrestling it's wrestling in a nutshell it it owes you absolutely nothing and you learn that along the way and sometimes it seems unfair but it all makes sense. You know, the grand scheme of things, when you're done wrestling, you have a little bit more perspective. It's hard when you're like stuck, you know, you're in competing all the time. It's hard to gain perspective once in a while. Um, especially when you come up short for like a third year in a row, there was, it was a struggle for a little bit. Um, but it's also all I knew, you know, helping or like, like I said, going back to, playing other sports that helped a ton so got my mind off it a little bit and you know the whole time I knew I was good enough to place and place pretty high but there was obviously some work to do mm-hmm. yeah did, so so did you ever did your confidence ever waver or did you ever think and what am I doing am I doing something wrong do I need to change what I'm doing you know I I think my confidence, I definitely lack confidence going into my senior year, like midway through my senior year, like that thought starts to creep in a little bit. Like, Hey, I fell short three times now. Like hopefully this doesn't happen again. And I was, I trust that I was always, you know, I worked hard and did all the right things, but just came up short and I'm super unfortunate. And yeah, some of that would maybe come down to style or changing things as far as wrestling and what I needed to do differently um but it just I mean 
I, it didn't go my way the, the first three years, especially my, my sophomore, junior year. Some unfortunate things happened in the, that blood round, and I needed to get over that hump. And it was more just mental, I think, for sure, my junior year, because sophomore year, something crazy. I got called for stalling like three times in 30 seconds or something wild. My coaches were like, Coach Lenz, do you know Chris Lenz at all? Yeah. I thought he was going to fight the ref. He might have, <laughs> and I just don't know about it. Um, I don't know what I was doing either that that was causing i'm obviously not doing enough that was causing that uh the stall calls but you know after that experience and then coming up short my junior year it was definitely a little bit of between the years when i thought i had it sealed my junior year i took a shot at the end and tried to you know i was winning i didn't even need to take an attempt um and then i get you know the shot blocked off and he he goes around behind for two like as his time expires so Definitely a lack of confidence going into my senior year after those those years, but it's all part of it. It was fine. Yeah. Did you have someone or, you know, in your ear telling you, giving you, you know, positive reinforcement, you know, saying, hey, Brett, you know, you're good enough. You're better than this guy. You're, you're tough. Like, you can do it. You know, did you have that support sort of helping along the way too? Yeah, I – I think Matt, that's where Matt Ironside came into play a little bit more. And I didn't, you know, I wasn't around him a ton in high school, but, you know, he paid attention. He worked with me a lot my seventh and eighth grade year. So um, he would touch base, maybe work out once in a while. Um, but yeah, he was always in my ear telling me that, you know, I was good enough and stuff. And I 100% trusted his you know, what he was assuming and what he kind of saw as far as vision is what I needed to do differently. And, you know, that I, I was okay, even though I felt, I fell short those first few years, but um, that definitely helped. That helped a ton having him in my ears. And then our coaches did a great job too at home. My dad, my mom, everyone, everyone was still super positive. So. Yeah. I mean, cause you know, it all culminated then. So you go into your senior year, um, and you draw Brody Grothis first round. <laughs> like, like, I'm just imagining this. Like, you're so close. You're so close. And now it's your year. This is it. Like, this is my senior year. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to break through this wall. And then to get that, I mean, did that feel like a gut punch? Or were you just like, I don't care who it is. I don't, I don't care that it's Brody Grothis. Like, yeah, guy, you know, rival. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, I'm not going to lie. I. I don't know if my wife even remembers this, but we were hanging out and we, you know, you always got to wait for brackets to be released and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and I just had a, a sense cause I messed it up at districts. I lost to Shane Havenstrike from North Fayette in the finals. I and was, um, I was wondering how you got back up in the first place, you know? Yeah. But... So, and I, I definitely, it was a winnable match, but Shane, I mean, I'll give credit where credit was due. He's he was a freaking hammer too. He was tough. Yeah. Um and he yeah, he beat me in the district final. So I had like a sense that who am I gonna be matched up with? Hopefully I'm not on the same side as Brody because I thought that I could, you know, I could compete with him and you know, maybe see him in the finals and we'd be better off than early on. Cause I thought with the rest of the bracket, I was definitely okay against anyone. Um but yeah, the brackets were released and my wife and I, the girlfriend at the time, she, 
she was sitting there watching me, you know, pull the brackets up. And I, I'm sure I know I felt just that freaking deflated. I hated seeing his name first round, <laughs> but, um, you know, credit to Brody. He's, he's a good dude. Super, super good dude. He's an awesome guy. Um, ended up having a decent career at Iowa too. Um, but yeah, he drawing him first round was not, you know, exactly what I wanted. But I had no other choice, man. I mean, I, if I lose him early on, I'm like, okay, whatever happens, happens. I'll let it rip this first round and let it fly and see what happens. And then, you know, if I get beat, I'm going to have to go to work on the backside unless I want to fall short for the fourth year in a row. So, Yeah. And so, like, you know, you did lose. And now it's like, yeah, I mean – did it ever sink in after you got beat by him that just maybe this the wrestling gods are like, they hate me. I don't know what I did, but like now, yeah, you have to fight tooth and nail on the backside to place, you know, yeah. I mean, credit I, I mean you, know, you, you did it. I mean, yeah, it. I don't know what it was either. I, I, and it wasn't that I was expecting to lose against him. I, right. Right. I course. definitely, you know, had prepared, myself to win every match when it comes down to the state tournament but um he was just playing better than me at that that time and he you know he after beating me I I think the the switch flipped instantly it was like before I even got back to our little camp area and then just the the vibe around me to the coaches I, I could tell that it was just like it was time to to flip the switch otherwise I'm gonna fall short you know, again, and if I don't change, change my attitude right now and, you know, not dwell on what just happened and it could, you know, based on past experiences, it can happen pretty quickly if you start to think negatively about, you know, what's going on. So not getting too far ahead of myself, just taking it one match at a time. And really I wrestled, I wrestled really well in the blood round, probably the best I ever felt that whole senior year. So, and then after that, it was like a complete release off my chest, you know, like I had, yeah. I had a little bit of freedom. It felt like to just, to just wrestle free and, and wrestle to a pretty high level. So, yeah, I was curious how that, you know, going into that blunt round, you're there for the third year in a row, you know, um, trying to break, you know, get that monkey off your back, you know, did, did that, did that ever, was that any thoughts that cross your mind or you know or were you just like dude I'm a totally different Brett Yankovic than I was the last two years so that put that aside yeah I think there were some matches prior to you know the state tournament that I had you know I wrestled Michael Kelly the first match of the year that year and it was a barn burn it was like 11 to 7 match and right out of the shoot um, yeah first match of the year Brett, Brett Yankovic's 0-1 his senior year. <laughs> I'm like, dang. Um, but no, I mean, he that was a match that I always kind of referred back to because I I knew where I stood, you know, even regardless of the results of prior years. Um, there was not a doubt that I was definitely good enough to wrestle at a high level, but um, those matches like with him and then I wrestled Brody Grothis at the Benton Community Tournament. It was a pretty close match. I think it was also like 11-7 match or something like that. Um, you know, I was right there. So I guess uh, to me, 
after I lost and I'm hitting that blood round, you know, I win that first round backside and then I'm hitting the blood round. I think that was just reassurance that I, I was definitely good enough. You know, I needed to, to just get out of my own way mm-hmm. in a sense. So. And you did, I mean, yeah. I mean, you roared back, you got fourth, you know, you, the only loss you had that tournament was to growth this, you know, you ripped right. off bro. I mean, that's, to me, that's always, that is one of the toughest things to do is lose first round and then fight all the way back and get yourself in position for third. You know, that's, you know, you have that goal of winning a state title and it's gone. Yeah. Immediately it's gone. And so what do you do? And then the quality of kids you have to beat in order to even put yourself into position for third. So I always wondered how you, you know, how you did that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I honestly, it was, it was, a, it was a struggle, but I mean, it was also, I, I think I just didn't want to feel how I felt the prior two years, as far as, you know, like soft freshman year, I I don't necessarily think it was that bad of a deal, but sophomore and junior year, I always think about like, gosh, dang, those were like right there, my fingertips, like, well, where would I be if I actually placed that year? You know, like if I just, I gain a little bit of confidence and I place the next year and I gain a little bit of confidence and maybe I'd be way better than I am right now. But as soon as those <laughs> thoughts start creeping in, like I had to shut it down. Um, so yeah, just unfortunate things happen. And that's, uh, I mean, that's wrestling, man. As soon as I was able to overcome that blood round, then you could start to see, you know, I had a, a great amount of confidence and, you know, I actually beat Haven Stripe at one point on the backside at state. And then beat a couple other pretty good kids. And it was, yeah, starting to have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you, you know? Right. Um, uh, when did you decide that Warburg was the place to go? Oh, gosh, it was super late. Well, not like summertime late, but um, it was right before school got out, I think. I had visited Warburg and, you know, I had been on Coe's campus a few different times and really it was between those two um I had some interest in lacrosse a lot of d3 schools mm-hmm. were were in contact with me and I I mean it helped that my my good friend Nathan and now brother-in-law he's he was on campus at Warburg and he had been wrestling there all year and um you know going to it was always the national tournament d3 national tournament always seemed to be in cedar rapids or like somewhere local so we would always go there and watch some good quality wrestling and warburg was always this program that stood out and they were always dominating and um it just made sense to personality wise when i was on my visit there the coaches were super cool Uh, a lot of the wrestlers were awesome and i don't know the experience was great so I was sold. Yeah. <laughs> when did you start sort of looking and reaching out and, and taking your visits, you know? Um, I I would say like midway through sophomore year. Really? I had, yeah, I had a health class with Voss, Coach Voss, and he, you know, like I, I maybe thought about it a little bit, um, you know, wrestling at the next level, but he came up to me and was like, hey, so what are you thinking like future plan wise, do you want to wrestle? Because I, you know, maybe some coaches had been talking to him about me at that point. Um, and I was like, yeah, I think I want to. So 
I, at the time I, that was definitely the sport I was best at. Um, and I just loved it. You know, I, I had a love for wrestling that I did it for, you know, baseball and football on a different level. Um, not that I didn't enjoy those other two sports, but wrestling, I, I feel like I knew the whole time that's what I was going to end up doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you enroll at Warburg and man, those teams, like you said, those teams are tough, you know, yeah. <laughs> what did it, did you immediately sort of fall back down to the bottom of the totem pole because of the quality of kids that are in that room? Oh gosh. You get humbled quickly <laughs> for sure. You get humbled pretty quick. Um, I mean, there were some bad dudes in there at the beginning of, you know, my freshman, sophomore year. There were some really, really tough guys. And I I don't even know when I got my first freaking takedown, dude. It was tough. But, you know, there were there were times that freshman year I'm like, man, I don't – is this is this for me? And then you start to compete at open tournaments and, and whatnot. And then you realize that, no, literally every single go you're wrestling someone – very high quality. So if you can have a little bit of perspective, stick it out, you know, start to do really well at those open tournaments and you're like, all right, I'm kind of on the right track. You know, I just need to stick with it and continue to grow and, you know, make sure that I'm I'm getting better at the things that I need to get better at as far as making a well-rounded wrestler in college and find some success. And there wasn't, a better place than Warburg to do that, in my opinion. Yeah. What, um, what'd you major at while you were there? Fitness management. Okay. Yeah. Fitness management. So I had an idea why I wanted to be a chiropractor. I thought until (laughs) I was scheduling classes and I looked at my mom, like, there's no way that I'm taking this bio class and doing this and doing that. (laughs) Like, especially first semester of college, like, come on, it's supposed to be for partying. Right. (laughs) Right. Yes. So, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so we, we, I changed it up a little bit and it ended up working out great. One of my assistant coaches was our strength and conditioning coach. And I, uh, you know, through him and his knowledge and what we always did with training wrestling wise and strength training and everything and, um, strength conditioning, it was something that I fell in love with. So. And you came in with a pretty solid recruiting class too, a bunch of yes. hammers. And then not only that, but it seems like you all just gelled really well and just ultimately became really good friends. Yeah. Yeah. That group was, I mean, we were all pretty close, um, but man, there were some really, really good kids that came. It was, you know, you had Landon, you had Cole, um, Fank. Fank was always bugging me about going to Warburg too. I was like kind of on the verge <laughs> of going to Co. And he was like, you know, cyber bullying me a little bit but i i liked it i kind of liked it it was fine um yeah between those three and then you had you know sam Upa was also freaking good at the high school college level and his teammate at east marshall jace chasau um noah minicus was actually part of that class too and was jake uh, a part no of he was a little bit younger a little bit younger. oh he was younger okay yeah yeah so that core group I mean I think it helped to have those guys that had a lot of success at the the high school level too you know seeing them get beat up a little bit in the room to start 
start things off in college, it was like, well, you know, it's not just me. <laughs> Everybody yeah. gets humbled. And, you know, Landon, Landon had a lot of success his freshman year too. And some unfortunate things happened where he wasn't able to wrestle towards the end of the year, but he was right there to start. But, you know, as far as comparing, it was, you know, you got to realize that those guys had a lot of success in high school and they were, they were taking some beatings in college as well. But I think that, you know, going back to that core group, it, it, it helped that we were all super close kind of help each other through any tough times you know if one of us is wrestling bad and you know it was it was those guys that you know all of us um sticking together that helped I think probably most of us stay there for four years yeah <laughs> I bet you know like you're saying you're watching Cole Cole Walter get his butt kicked you know like this dude's won state three times you know <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah no um, when did you start actually feeling some gains in, in college then and start seeing that, you know, you might be opening up in the lineup? Um, I think, you know, I could tell that I was getting a lot better my freshman year and then I had knee surgery. Um, so the remainder of the, my freshman year, the second half, I, you know, I wasn't able to compete or practice or anything. And then sophomore year, I started to, to realize that I was, you know, I was wrestling really well and getting better. My, my biggest thing was it was a game changer for me to get better on top. And as soon as that happened, um, you know, I started to, to hang with almost everybody that I wrestled. So if I could, I could always ride a guy and that was okay, but actually finding points on top is a completely different story. You know, getting a set set of back points versus a riding time point <laughs> helps out. So and then junior junior year, you know, I between sophomore and junior year, banged up here and there. And then also like there's some tough dudes, tough dudes in that in that spot as far as 157, 165. And um whether I was the next guy in or the third guy in line, I I really just had made an emphasis on continuing to get better. And not only, you know, I just knew that if I competed as hard as I could against the guys that were, you know, having success at that varsity level, I was going to be all right. You know, what happened to your knee? Like I tore, tore my meniscus and actually partially tore my, my ACL. And there was a cyst growing on my, somewhere on my knee, like near my ACL that they had to remove. Something wild. Yeah. Sophomore year, I ended up, um, doing something to my Achilles and having a high ankle sprain at the same time. So that I don't know wow. if you're familiar with any Achilles injuries, but they take a yeah. while to recover. Mm-hmm. So I was able to wrestle and compete towards the end of my sophomore year too. Um, but yeah, some, I mean, if you're wrestling year round, that was probably the biggest difference between high school and college was wrestling really hard, competing really hard against really good quality opponents and people in the room your, your body takes a beating and you got to take care of it. So. Yeah. How did you keep a mindset of trying to stay ready? You know, even when you're not the guy, you know, to keep up that, that can be so tough, man. Like staying ready every meet, knowing that more than likely you're not going to be, get the call, but just in case you got, you have to be ready. Yeah. I think it was, I think it was seeing other guys do it. Like we had, I mean, there's 
numerous occasions and especially in the Warburg room where the next guy up, you know, for whatever reason, he, he gets thrown in the lineup and he, you know, beats our ranked guy. Um, or, you know, like the, the starter gets hurt and the next guy up is just as good a quality wrestler. And he, he all Americans, you know, like you would see that all the time, especially coming from the Warburg room. So in my mind, that was just, it was necessary for me to continue to get better. And, you know, when my time comes, it will come. So, Did the thought ever cross your mind to maybe transfer where you, you know, could be the guy or would most likely be the guy rather than, you know, not be the guy? Uh, no, no, I don't think that that thought slipped into my head at all. Not at any moment in my four years there. And I think it, a lot of that, credit goes to the coaching staff I, I thought that I was always continuing to get better they expected a lot out of you and um, they definitely got the most out of me in my time there too like I it's hard to compare but I don't think I I get as good as I actually was my senior year by the end of my senior year at another school mm-hmm. and again a lot of that credit goes to the coaching staff but also just the guys in the room um that that definitely kept me around and I, I'd never had second thoughts because there was always high quality kids and every, like I said, every single go is super tough and it's hard not to get better when you're wrestling good guys like that. Yeah. So you want to talk about high quality kids. Um, so as I understood it, Cole Welter and Landon Williams bumped up a weight. They both bumped up weight so that you could insert into the lineup. Yeah. Is that how that went down? I can't forget. I, I mean, both of them. I think it was Landon who said that. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely not a given. I had to earn that spot still. Right. Right. Yeah. I had to be, I had to beat out a returning all American to even start. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it worked out where Cole was cutting weight <laughs> and, um I I did my fair share of cutting weight my senior year too but that was the best fit for me anyways 157 was better than 165 and um yeah it it all worked out you know the the only other thing that could have happened was me actually you know getting on the podium but um you know getting the spot and being a national qualifier and I had a pretty good year was wrestling really well there at the end of the year and yeah it worked out it was fun yeah just you know, when did they say they were going to bump up? And I mean, that had to just kind of change everything for you. Like, all right, here's my opportunity. This is it. So that whole year, the beginning of the season, I had had thoughts of going down to 57. Cole hadn't made up his mind quite yet, I don't think. And we always had this, our home tournament, the Dick Walker. um, We were both at 165, Cole and I. And we both made the finals and we didn't wrestle each other. And everyone was kind of like wondering why. And well, Cole was going to stay up at 65. I was going to, I was going to make my way down to 57. So like, what's the point of competing against each other right now? And um, not even the coaches knew that. I don't think they, they hadn't grasped that yet. So after having that conversation with them, I think it made more sense. And, and it, it also gave me a little bit of confidence too. Like, okay, I'm making the right decision here. If 157 is going to be where I need to go. And if I want to have some success, it's time to let it rip. Mm-hmm. Was that weight cut? 
was that tough to get down to 57? It, it was pretty tough. I'm not <laughs> going to lie. It was, it was comparable to my sophomore year of high school, but um, I did it smarter. Uh, you know, having a college schedule helped too. You know, not having a ton of classes throughout the day and I could get extra workouts in and whatnot. But uh, it was a tough cut, but I do not regret it at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that just everything was worth it you know, probably to that point, you know, yeah, you're in the lineup and now you're wearing that orange singlet, you know, running out of that tunnel. Like that just had to be some, something special, you know, and, and not only that, you're doing it with Cole and Landon at the same time, who I, I think you guys live together. Yeah. Yep. Cole, Landon you know. and uh, myself and Fank, we lived in the house <laughs> together. Yep. So, you know, just, it's pretty special that everyone lives together, that everyone trains together, that everyone's, you know, varsity together. Like that's just, uh, just can be a special moment. And, you know, finally you paid your dues and now's your time. And so, like you said, just let it rip your senior year. Yeah. Yep. I think, did yeah. you wrestle not Nazar called Chuck's? I did. Yep. I, I mean, Chutsky? between him and him and the, uh, long and maybe throw Nate Moore in the mix there he was probably the best guy that I've ever wrestled and it was a close match and I I I 100% you know thought that I could keep it close and you know keep it within striking distance and maybe pull something off but he was solid man super super solid super hard to move couldn't get any offense going but um you know that he's a he's a three timer for a reason. He was freaking good. Yeah, but um, you know what was that like to 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 make the tournament? You know now you, it's your spot. Now you make the tournament, your qualifier. I mean, just you're starting to check boxes of of things you wanted to accomplish, and here you are doing it. You know. Yeah, I mean, it was. I think the experience in high school. You know, coming up short for a few years, and then actually being able to to bust through and and get on the podium that was that was huge for me as far as like gaining confidence in my in my college career too because you know when things start to unfold and I'm making the lineup and uh, I'm wrestling well and I'm you know beating guys that are highly ranked and um you know for me it was like okay yeah I'm on the right track it just only makes sense that you know all this hard work is starting to pay off and, and being patient and playing for my time and it's it's all starting to work out a little bit um and even just falling short a little bit at, at the national tournament there I you know it was I do not regret anything it was not a feeling like it was at the state tournament in high school you know um it was brutal but you know to to even make the lineup you know as I did being an all-american out for it you know, I, I was wrestling really well towards the end of my senior year there. And yeah, it was, it was fun. Yeah. Um, well, post-college now you've been coaching for a while. Um, one of the, it was crazy. One of the craziest events I've, I've seen in a while was um, 2022. Um, you know, you're obviously at Waukee Northwest and it, it comes down to the heavyweight match and yeah. your heavyweight is wrestling Waverly's heavyweight. Yeah. And the winner basically the winner that that team gets second place, right? So if Waverly won, they would have got second. And if your guy won, they would have got second. And I forget what all transpired, but your guy ended up 
pinning Waverly's kid. Yeah. I mean, and I thought it was like Waverly was winning and something crazy happened and I'd have to rewatch the match, but it was, it was sorry, absolutely insane. It was absolutely insane. That year, that first year at Walkie Northwest was, was wild. Um, But I think at that moment, everyone, I, you know, we, we let the state know that that culture that was starting to build at Waukee, it had, you know, transferred over to Waukee Northwest and, and, uh, we were, we were going to be relevant and stay relevant. We, we continued to say that. And, um, that match, man, that was, I mean, talk about Ben Ryland is a great kid, but he, he didn't necessarily wrestle his best at all that year. And then the state tournament rolls around and he has the tournament of his life. <laughs> you know, he's pinning dudes that he, he's losing to at the beginning of the year and mid year. And, you know, he avenged a loss with the Dowling kid. Um, he had gotten beat by him two or three different times in the month and a half leading up to state tournament. And then he pins him in <laughs> overtime or something. I, I don't know. He just, you know, in the finals, I knew that he could keep it close. Um, and he did. And then he got taken down with like less than 20 seconds left and it would have basically sealed it. Okay. And yep. he hits a, he hits like a fat man roll type switch deal and ends up on top and, and pinning him. And it was, a, it was, yeah, quite the experience. It was awesome. I just remember, yeah, I remember watching that and gosh, yeah, the fat man roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was to go four for four in the final. Is this, this, this poster back here we have. Oh, nice. We got made and it was, uh, yeah, our, our four finalists that all four won it. So wow. Yeah, it was it was uh it was quite the deal for it to be the first year and um, you know, I think we made a statement our our motto was set the standard, you know, we have that on our wall mats in the high school room too. And these guys, that first group, not only those four, but our whole team was just tough mm-hmm. and super coachable. Um, and they made it a super memorable year for sure. What, what was it like to have a, a, an inaugural season like that, or to start up like a, a whole new wrestling program per se? Cause didn't some kids come from Waukee, but you were still meshing some kids. So I don't know. Like to me, it just seems like it was organized chaos. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, a little bit for sure. And there are definitely some kids that, you know, we wish we could have gotten to work with. That was probably the hardest part for us as a staff. Um, and maybe I'm speaking a little bit for the other coaches, but uh, we work with some of those guys for two, three years already. And then, you know, we're all of a sudden gone and you, we want those kids to be in good hands and they are with, with Meeks and the Waukee program, but obviously we think that our program is, you know, a little better quality, no shots at Waukee, but, um, well, otherwise we're not doing our jobs. Right. So pretty confident in what we have to offer as far as development and, you know, making kids better and getting the most out of them. And, uh, it was tough to see some of those kids that, you know, end up staying at Waukee and whether or not they have success or not, it was still, you know, a little bittersweet 
to see some of them competing in a purple singlet still instead of a blue and black one. Yeah. So, I mean, have you looked back on your career and thought about it much at all, or are you just, you know, just focused? Are you more of a future, you know, do you look ahead? I mean, are you thinking, kinda, are you talking you know? uh, wrestling like, like yeah. my actual, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think about it often. Um, but you know, every, you know, like I mentioned earlier and we, we make a point to say it a lot in our room is wrestling owes you absolutely nothing. And you can be the highest of the high one second. And then, you know, in an instant, you're, you're feeling super, super low. And I think that that's just preparing you for life, you know, and, uh, that's kind of how I take it and translate it to the kids is, you know, there's, there's some super, super tough times, especially if you're choosing to do wrestling, like it's just <laughs> tough in general, right? You're making your life harder. You're choosing to make your life miserable at times. But um, like coach Tom Ryan says, it's chosen suffering. So uh, it's, it's only going to make you better. And as long as you have the guidance and the right people around you, um, it's pretty, pretty easy to trust that process. Uh, especially, you know, I don't bring up my past to those guys ever. Um, but it definitely helped me. And I, I think, you know, for, as far as my vision, it, it, it only is helping the kids that, you know, end up struggling a little bit throughout the season and stuff. And I guess it's easy for me to approach them and, you know, pick them back up and make sure that their, their experience is still super, super positive by the end of their career here with us. Yeah. What does what the future hold? Are you, um, are you, I mean, a, your personal trainer and a dad and a husband and a coach or. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I doing it all right now, but it's uh, as far as coaching career, I, I like what I'm doing. I get asked constantly if I'm going to be a head coach and my response right now is I hope not right now. Cause I'm just way too much <laughs> stuff going on. The boys keep me busy and, you know, continue to try to be a good supporting husband. And, um, it, it yeah, life is busy, but it's super fun. Throw, throw the job in there too and try to continue to be a high quality trainer. And I have a lot of clients that, you know, are relying on me to help them get the results that they want and stuff, which is also super cool. That's why I love that, that gig. And, I'll continue to do that until something changes unless Northwest messes around and creates this like, I don't know, wrestling coaching position that I can be a full-time coach and just watch wrestling tape all day, <laughs> <laughs> break down film and stuff. I'll be, I'll be doing some personal training. So is that your favorite part is breaking down film? I love watching film. Yeah. Um, you know, that's something that, I mean, you probably understand this too. Like we didn't have the, the full wrestling exposure and, you know, we had old school Dan Gable technique videos and whatever, but yeah. it was, it was nothing like, like kids are exposed to now. And I mean, a lot of them do a really good job taking advantage of it. I think that's why you see such high level wrestling at a young age right now. Mm -hmm. um, everything is at their fingertips and, um, you know, it makes it easy to, to be a better coach too, when you can break down things and explain, explain things to kids and, um, 
you know, find tendencies and what guys do and whatnot. Every kid's a little bit different. Some of them don't even want to like pay attention to that kind of stuff, but it's always good to have a little bit of, you know, knowledge about what's going on as a coach, who you're facing and whatnot. Yeah. And what kind of personal trainer are you? Are you someone who are your clients more so uh, strength training or are they trying to lose weight or is it just like a combination? It's a little bit of everything. I have a wide variety of clients. I, you know, like I'll train some kids, um, some athletes, especially in the off season when school is not in session, it's, it's busier in the summertime for me. Cause I have a lot of kids that roll in and, you know, as far as other clientele, it's, I have people that are 70 years old. I have really? clients that are, you know, like middle of the road that are, you know, 40, 50 years old and they just want to move and feel good. Um, you know, there's always that, yeah, I want to lose weight. And, but the older, the older ones, they're just, you know, we're trying to keep them functional. Um, as far as longevity they just want to continue to see and hang out with their grandkids and and feel good so um it's super super satisfying seeing seeing them be happy and realize that a little bit of movement is going a long ways for them um it's it's actually really cool to see at lifetime if you're ever in the building it's there there's a a very large amount of the population in there are quite a bit older. And I think it, you know, like at some point they realize they, they need it if they, they want to stay around and, and it just helps in general, like your mood, you know, how, if you're a routine based person, throw that into your routine, you're going to feel pretty good throughout the day. And um, yeah, just all the aspects of life outside of the gym you know, getting a little bit of resistance training and making sure that you're taking care of yourself is, is huge. How much in the nutrition part do you, do you deal with, or are you strictly just not a lot, not uh, a lot. And I always blame it on my wrestling diet. I'm a wrestler. So <laughs> I mean, unless you want to starve yourself, don't come to me for nutrition <laughs> advice. I'm just kidding. I, I mean, I have some insight here and there and I, you know, people ask me that all the time, but I do what works for me and I have, you know, enough knowledge in my opinion to, to make the right decisions and, and do well on the eating side of things, nutrition side of things. But I'm not, I don't feel super, super comfortable telling people what they, they need to be doing and intaking constantly. There's definitely resources around here for that. And I make sure they, they get to those resources. Gotcha. So that's not something like, it means that a certification you can get or extra classes you can take to become. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I don't, I mean, I probably will at some point, but there's a lot going on right now. So (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like I said, I have a a pretty solid base of knowledge. So anything beyond that, I, I know the resources to get them to like Eakin nutrition does a great job. Um, they do a really good job with our wrestlers too, which would have made a big difference in, in our day cutting weight. (laughs) Yeah. Now just to wrap up, I guess, just so you have two, you have two boys. Yep. How old are they? I have a one-year-old and a three-year-old. I thought you just had one not, you know, I thought she had one not too long ago. One and three. Um, And what are they up to? Just (laughs) (laughs) besides beating each other up, it's uh. (laughs) I mean, they're super active. It's so much fun. Yeah. It's, you know, it has its 
you know, we have our tough times with them and it, things get hard, but, um, I mean, it's a blast. They, and I can't ask for any better kids too. Cause they're like all sports, everything all the time. <laughs> like they just, they yeah. just want to be running around, throwing a ball around wrestling. And, you know, I, I have issues not enjoying that. So, no. um, you know, it's a lot of times it's super tiring. It's funny. We were around a lot of family this weekend, obviously, and they all like maybe take it for granted a little bit. They're like, ah, oh, you guys aren't that busy. Like, yeah, they're busy. They're kids, whatever. And then you hang out with them for an hour and you're like, dang, this is exhausting. You guys are busy. We're like, yeah, we are. But no, it's a blast. We both love it. Yeah. And what about Megan? What is What does she do? So she's a nurse practitioner. She actually works at Mission Cancer in um, there's a couple different branches in the the metro area, but primarily um, West Des Moines and downtown Des Moines. So okay, okay. And you yeah. said you watch a lot of sports, so she must have been very pretty involved. Yeah, I mean, she was a wrestling cheerleader. Oh, really? Uh, growing yeah. up, yeah. <laughs> um, don't tell her that's not a sport because she'll she'll <laughs> fight you for it. Um, but yeah, she, she did, she did track too in high school and then she just stuck to nursing as far as, you know, college goes and she thought about track a little bit, but yeah, she, all of her brothers wrestled and, um, she's, she's been around athletics for a long time. Yeah. So was she pretty bummed when you, when you decided not to go out for track anymore? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I probably embarrassed her more than anything. <laughs> Either that or she, she missed getting a laugh out of me. I'm gonna ride the lightning, feel the thunder, till the darkness pulls me under. Gonna fly on wings of fire, breathing good Lord lifts me higher. Singing oh, when they call me on. Singing oh, when they call me Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. Special thanks to my guest, Brett Yankovic, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. And you can also check me out on Twitter, Instagram, and my Facebook page to hear more of my content. And don't forget, check out my website at letstalkwrestlingpodcast.my.canva.site. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. Take care. See you next time. Singing out when they call me out. I'm gonna ride.